Welcome to the Kingsway Christian Fellowship Home Service. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this audio sermon streamed live from Melbourne, Australia. Kingsway Christian Fellowship is a family Bible-based non-denominational church preaching Jesus Christ, based in Wonturner. Visit www.kingswaychristianfellowship.com. Now here is Pastor Werner Schultz. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this meeting. The cross is so central to our message. Thank you very much, Sean, and I believe it's so important. The cross is for us a plus, not a minus. It's a plus. And so through Christ Jesus, we have received eternal life. Hallelujah. And whoever comes to Jesus can have eternal life. And so my prayer is that also this morning we might receive the word of God. Now I don't want to talk about these things happening in America. My only concern is, is this, that the new president who will be inaugurated in uh, January, I think, whoever it might be, he should be, and that's my wish, a friend of Israel, because that's so important. And as we know, uh, that the Democrats are actually not very Israel-friendly. So, but I am Israel-friendly because Jesus was an Israelite. Amen? And Everything that happened, what we read about salvation, happened in Israel. And also God has his plan with Israel, and that's for sure. God's plan is going to come through in every way. Hallelujah. In the way God wants it. And this morning I want to speak on uh, Christology for the Hebrews part five. And um, the theme is Christ, the great high priest. And let's read in Hebrews chapter four, the verses 14 to 16, and Hebrews 5, 1 to 10. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed on behalf of men in things pertaining to God in order to offer both gifts, sacrifices for sin. He can deal gently with the ignorant and misguided since he himself also is beset with weakness. That refers to the priest taken by men. 
and no, no one takes the honor to himself, but receives it when he is called by God, even as Aaron was. So also Christ did not glorify himself so as to become a high priest, but he who said to him, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Just as he said also in another passage, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, he offered up both prayers and supplication with loud cryings and tears to the one able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his piety. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became to all those who obey him the source of eternal salvation, being designated by God as a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful word. And we pray that your word, Lord, might be lodged into our hearts this morning so deeply that we might understand we have got a high priest. Hallelujah. A high priest who can sympathize with our life. And you, Jesus, you were tempted in every sin, but without sin you overcame Satan and all the temptations. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So can we, Lord Jesus. And I thank the Lord that you will bless us this morning. I pray, Lord, give grace to speak your word. Give grace to listen to your word. And also give grace to apply your word in our lives. We thank you in the wonderful and glorious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Jesus is Lord. Now Christ, the high priest. Now we know God instituted priesthood in Israel. It's not an invention of man who tried to have somebody who gets in contact with God. No, God instituted it. And we know very importantly, God did not want to be disassociated from God, from his people. He wanted to have contact with people. And as we understand the word priest, means actually bridge builder. A priest means a bridge builder. He is doing something. And those who have got a little bit of an idea of uh, engineering, they know a bridge contacts or brings in contact two sides. And so that's what a priest was doing. God knew his people Israel. And he knew that sin and his consequences alienates man from God. 
And God knew about Israel's sinfulness. And God offered Israel a sacrificial atonement feast. And as you know, on every Jom Kippur day, God was saying, this is the day where the priest or the high priest rather and all the people could put their sin on a sacrificial lamb. And through the priest, he brought it into the Holy of Holies and the blood was brought in and he worked actually atonement. That means that the sins of Israel to this point were covered. And we know that's what Jesus did. Now we know the situation when we cover something, we do it often by our hands. Yeah, you can see it in school. Children, they don't want that the neighbor next to them is looking over. What are you writing? Children do it like this, yes? But this is not what atonement is actually. Atonement goes further, not just covering with the hands something. No, we know that the old uh, prophets of old always prophesied of someone who was coming, who was taking away the sin. And if you read uh, in Isaiah 53, and we found there someone who gave his life as atonement for the sins of the world. And that was Jesus Christ. Now, John the Baptist, Baptist, he was announcing Jesus as he was baptizing, as he was preaching. And Jesus was there somewhere in the crowd. And he said, someone is here. And I'm not worthy to untie his shoelaces. But he is the one who will baptize you with what? With, um, uh, with the Spirit and with fire. And he, and then he said, Behold the Lamb of God that, and this is very important, not that just covers the sin of the world, that takes away the sins of the world, that takes away. God wanted to the sin of Israel and the sin of the whole world, not only covered, but taken away. And that's so wonderful. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is the sacrificial um, lamb. And also at the same time, he is the high priest in his person. Now let's have a look. And we see here Christ's high priesthood. Priesthood was fully understood by every, every Jew. They knew what it means. And being a priest was a very responsible task. Now, as I said, the high priest would go once a year on the day of Jom Kippur and bring the blood of the sacrificial animal into the, or onto the mercy seat. And we know the mercy seat in the, the Holy of Holies was made from acacia wood and 
with gold covered. And it shows us there are two na natures in gold or first acacia wood is a normal, normal material that grows on the earth. And is a picture of humanity. And then gold is a picture of divinity from God. And that's so interesting. Now Jesus passed through the heavens when Jesus died on the cross. And when he rose again, he was ascended. And the, the writer to the Hebrews says, he went through the heavens and was very interesting as a priest in a tabernacle of in Israel, there was something very important. Uh, I want to bring it to your remembrance. The priest had a wonderful, wonderful dress or cloak, and uh, on the bottom at the hem of his garment, there was something wonderful on. There was... Um, uh, um, the Bible says about, and we can read it in Exodus chapter 28, the verses 33 to 35. And he will read, You shall make on his game a hem pomegranates of blue and purple and scarlet material all around on its hem, and bells of gold between them all around. A golden bell and a, pom, a pomegranate. A golden bell and a pomegranate. All around on the hem of the rope. It shall be on iron when he ministers and its tinkling of that bell shall be heard when he enters the, the and when he enters and leaves the holy place before the Lord, so that he will not die. There was something very consciously done and designed by God. No, nobody was allowed to go into the Holy of Holies. Only once a year, it was the high priest. And when he went in, was always a very important thing. If he went in with sin, then he would die. Because in the presence of God, no sin can stand. No sin. How can anyone think that he is going to heaven without being washed as we see or read by the blood of the Lamb. It's so important. And so we see here, God hates uncleanness. He hates sin. And this priest, in order for, to know for the people that the priest is still alive, it was important, can we still hear the tinkling of the golden bell. Can we? Because when he walked, it was tinkling, and you could hear, hear and you could estimate where he, would, where he would be, perhaps at the 
the mercy seat or somewhere else. And as long as they could hear the tinkling golden bell, the new judgment hasn't come up on our priest. He is doing that what he was supposed to do. God has received the blood of the sacrificial animal. Praise the Lord. Now, what does this mean? What do these two symbols mean? Now, the pomegranate is a fruit and the bell makes a noise. The Bible speaks very clearly about it and we know every real Pentecostal law. It's so important to have the balance of the fruit of the Spirit and also the gifts of the Spirit. And the Bible says clear and the Apostle Paul teaches us and says, if we don't have love, fruit of the Spirit, now our gifts will be, or the tongues will be just what? A clinging dong, not a bell. And we see here, it's important. These two things are important in the church as well. The fruit of the Spirit, and I thank you, the Lord, for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If there is no fruit, and if there is no gifts of the Holy Spirit, a church is very, very poor. And I'm praying also that God might give us plenty of fruit and also plenty of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because by the bell twinkling, they could know our high priest is still alive. Hallelujah. And that's important. Now we see here, when somebody would come into the church, and Paul speaks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 25, when somebody would come into the church, and if there would only be a tongue without interpretation, then he would think, it doesn't mean anything to me. And that's why when there is the gift of the Spirit, there's the tongue or whatever gift it might be, this person who has never experienced these things, he will see something. And, <clears throat> excuse me, Paul writes there, the secret of his heart are disclosed. So he will fall on his face and worship God and declaring that God is certainly in your midst or among you. And that's important. These gifts of the Holy Spirit bring the proof that Jesus is amongst us. Amen. Hallelujah. Do we need the gifts of the Spirit? Of course we do. Do we need the fruit of the Spirit? Of course we do. And that's important. And Paul makes a wonderful uh, distinction when he ends up in chapter 12. Then he wrote the chapter 13. Which chapter is this? The chapter 13 is a chapter of 
fruit or gifts is the chapter of the fruit of the spirit and he said very clearly i want to show you a better way and it's the fruit of the spirit the love and at the end of chapter 13 he says therefore love remains hallelujah and then he said be or make any effort and seek for the best gifts of the holy spirit which are the best gifts of the holy spirit i know many would say the gifts of healing or the gift of this and that now every gift is important and we see here then he speaks in chapter 14 and continues on the gifts gifts one pomegranate one bell and then one pomegranate fruit and gift have to be equally being evident in the church amen do you understand that that's so important now and we read here jesus the son of god he became obedient or he showed obedient obedience now one thing is for sure and it is this jesus or in the trinity in the divine trinity there is no disunity the father the son and the holy spirit they are united hallelujah that's why in heaven there was no obedience required no no obedience required but jesus as a human being when he came to this earth he came as a human being and as a human being he had to practice and exercise obedience to the father now what does it mean jesus the son of god he became the sacrificial lamb for our sins hallelujah now jesus sympathizes with our weaknesses why is it so and there are actually two explanations why people sympathize with one another do you remember the days when you were in school and we have got a, a couple of teachers this morning here as well our dear brother peter and his dear wife fetterson yes and they know that they saw it with the children so supposingly someone had in math a very bad note or mark and his neighbor next to him also and he said what did you get i don't know in germany the the worst mark was a five and the best mark on number one but if you had a five in germany what is the best mark here in australia perhaps 
the other way around, number one or so, I don't know. But supposedly these two friends had both two bad marks. And he said, what did you get? Oh, I got a five in Germany or a one in Australia. Yeah, me too. All of a sudden they become friends. Why? When they come home, they can say at least to mom and dad, how was your test? Oh, well, I got this time in Germany a five and in Australia a number one. But my friend has got the same as I. And he finds somehow comfort and symp sympathy with his friend. That's not with Jesus. When Jesus sympathizes with us, it's not that he does in any way mitigate sin. Now, sin is very, very clear to be understood. God hates sin. God hates sin. Now, when he sympathizes with us, because he understands we are human beings, he was a human being too. And when you are being tested in to, to go into sin, Jesus can sympathize with you. He is not in any way mitigating your sins. Oh, well, that is not so bad. No, sin is and remains sin before God the Father and before Jesus, the Son of God and the Holy Spirit. This is so important. Why can he sympathize? Because he went through it. He went through it. And we read it very clearly. And that is this, that Jesus went through all the sins. Can you imagine every sin on the face of the earth? Jesus was tempted. Jesus was tempted. But he overcame Hallelujah. And that's why it's so important. If you are in temptation, what is it? Don't think, well, I, I will get through. No, no, no. Flee to the cross. Flee to Jesus. He knows exactly what you're suffering in this very moment of your temptation because he was tempted with all the sins and without Sin. He did not sin. Hallelujah. I have one word resounding always in my mind. And this is this little sentence or these two words. Without sin. Without sin. In John chapter 8, verse 7b. We know chapter 8 where the Pharisees and all these came, there was a lady, she was um, uh, actually found in adultery, and they came and said, well, this lady we just have um, seen in adultery, and we have trapped him, and now what do you see? Moses said she should be stoned. And what did Jesus say? Now listen, this is something important to understand for every child of God 
and also for every pastor and minister and preacher of the word. We read here, he straightened up and said, he who is without sin amongst you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Okay, this was a challenge. Of course, Jesus could have done it. He was without sin, but he didn't do it. And somehow the others couldn't do it. Somehow they were convicted of their sin. And there's something very important in a court case. Anyone who comes and would uh, somehow bring um, uh, accusation against someone at the particular sin he was or accusing someone, he had to have free of sin as well. Otherwise, you have got no right to accuse anyone. Jesus had the right. He was without sin. And all the others couldn't, they didn't dare to bow down and pick up a stone and throw at this lady that was in tears before Jesus. And Jesus said, woman, has nobody condemned you? And she said, no. What did Jesus say? Neither will I condemn you. Although he had the right, you understand? Although he had the right, he was without sin. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. One thing is important for God, that we are getting rid of sin and being delivered from sin. And that's the mark on Jesus without sin. That's why it's so important. We have to draw near to Jesus. We have to come to him when we are in temptation. Draw near to him with confidence, the Bible says. When, especially then, when a besetting sin is coming and circling you in order to draw you into sin. That's so important. When we are beset from sin, then we can come to him and should run to him. John Scriven, the composer of the song, what a friend we have in Jesus. He penned this verse. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. That's so important. We can come to God in prayer. I know a brother, and he went to be with the Lord for a long time. It was in Germany. He gave his life to the Lord, but he had a problem. And the problem was this. He could not give up smoking. If there's anyone here 
and hear me now? But he knew exactly Christians do not spoke, smoke, they burn for the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And so the pastor said to him, whenever you have temptation to light a cigarette, bring me. And he did it straight away. When he had the temptation to light a lung torpedo, let me put it this way. And then he called up the pastor. Pastor, I just wanted to light a cigarette. And he prayed with him. And he got set free. Hallelujah. I know this brother personally. He is, of course, with the Lord now. And when I get to heaven, I will give him a hug. He was a wonderful witness for the Lord. Christ Christ's um, uh, priesthood is superior to the Aaronitic priesthood. Christ's priesthood is higher. Now, as Aaron was taken from among men, we read. Now, he had a pro problem too, and his problem, problem was sin. He had to sacrifice for his own sin first. And then he could go and do the work for the people of Israel. Every one of us, when we are, if we want to minister for the Lord, we need to have clean hands. We need to have clean hearts. We need to have clean a clean mind. You're not able to minister to anyone. And we see it as Moses did with Aaron in Leviticus chapter 9, verse 7. Moses then said to Aaron, come near to the altar and offer your sin offering and your burnt offering that you may make atonement for, your, for yourself and for the people, then make the offering for the people that you may make atonement for them, just as the Lord has commanded. Do you understand here something? And that was a problem with the Aaronitic priesthood. He had each time to sacrifice for himself he needed to be clean. And if we are not clean, don't think that you could minister to anyone, regardless how nice and good you could speak. The devil will accuse you when you're alone. And we tell, will tell you, what did you say there? And look at your own life. You haven't got victory either. And... It's so important. Now, Jesus had no sin. Hallelujah. He didn't have to sacrifice anything for himself. He had no sin. And the moment he gave his life as a sacrifice for the world, it was clean. It was clean. It was clean. Hallelujah. And this is what always 
is in my heart. And it is this without sin, without sin. We can't live a life without sin, but with him we are able to live without sin, have sin, victory over sin. Now a priest, as I said, is a bridge builder, Pontifax. And he builds a bridge from one side to the other. But here was a bridge to be built from earth to heaven, or rather from, from heaven to earth. And we read in Hebrews chapter 9, the verse 13 and 14. But before we go into that, the bridge built from God, from God's side, has to be heavenly, divine material. If we would bridge or build a bridge from here, we only have earthly material. And that is very clearly shown here in the next verse we are going to read. And that is in Hebrews chapter 13 and 14. I actually gave my dear brother uh, shown only 14. But I want to read in order to understand that material concept. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled those who have been defiled, sanctify for the cleansing of the flesh, that's the human material or the earthly material, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works and to serve the living God. Hallelujah. What material for the bridge to be built was used? Not the blood of goats not the blood of, of uh, bulls, but the blood of Jesus. That's the heavenly bridge-building material. Do you understand it? And because it's heavenly, his blood, blood was sinless, the sinless blood of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We sing a chorus, and it goes like that. Oh, the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all sins and makes me whiter than the snow. Aaron's priesthood was also needed to, uh, for protection. God had to protect Aaron's priesthood. There were 250 people in Israel, you, you've read it, you know that. And they came and said, is God only doing the work through Aaron? Somehow they were envying, envying Aaron's ministry. I tell you what, what sometimes pastors are being envied as well for the ministry. But we know the Lord has called us 
and we see very clearly Aaron's ministry had to make the test. And God brought all these 250 people. And you know what this uh, people group was called? The rebels of Korah. And God brought them all together. And we understand, as God spoke very clearly, that the priesthood of Aaron is something God did. And God made two signs. And these two signs are very important. For Aaron, a clear stamp of approval that he could do the ministry given by God. And for the 250 who envied his ministry, they thought, would be nice to, to be a priest having this nice dress. And I tell you, if you have pictures of Aaron's dress and the whole thing, it was beautiful. All these 12 wonderful um, stones were there, the gems. It was beautiful. Some people might have envied him, but it was also a ministry of life or death. If Aaron would have been in any sin or would have com committed any sin and would have gone into the Holy of Holies, he would have felt down, dead, and died. So the ministry of God is wonderful, but also dangerous. Don't strive after it and say, well, I want to become a pastor. It's nice to be seen always in the front of the pulpit and the whole congregation is listening to you. Forget about it. You have never been called a minister of God. And the next thing, first of all, all the 250 people, chorus, uh, rebels, the earth opened, we read, and they all were covered by the earth and they perished. And what did God do to Aaron? Aaron's pre uh, priesthood was questioned no longer. And the proof was this. Aaron's stuff, he had uh, uh, butted, blossomed, and there were fruits on Aaron's staff. Hallelujah. Now, and this staff is now in the Ark of the Covenant. And we see here, that's the proof that Aaron's ministry was recognized by God. Now the priesthood of Christ remains unchallenged. Nobody can challenge the priesthood of Jesus, not even Muhammad, not even anyone. This priesthood of Jesus is eternally, forever. Hallelujah. It's, it's a pity you are mooted, but I could like to hear, would like to hear a wonderful hallelujah from all you who love the Lord Jesus. 
Hallelujah. 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 Good. Somebody did it. Yes, that's right. Now listen here. And this next thing. Next thing. You see, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, we read, Therefore also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is about every, every name. And that's the name of Jesus. And then we read that in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is what? Is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. To the glory of the Father. He is the curious. And you know why the church is not only called the, the, the called out one, but also Kyriake, and that means in Greek, the one that belongs to the Lord. There is this word Kyrios in, and the word Arche, that means beginning. And that's important. Jesus is the high priest forever and ever and ever. And if you like to say more ever and ever, do it before the Lord now. In Psalm 110, a wonderful, wonderful verse we find there. And it says, verse 4, The Lord has sworn and who and will not change his mind. Thou art a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek, not according to the order of Aaron. The Aaronitic priesthood is over and done with. But Jesus is now called after the order of Melchizedek. And that's very interesting. What is the interesting thing about it? What do we know about Melchizedek? Or in German we would say Melchizedek. That's for me, for me a little bit easier to, to say. Now what is the important thing of it? The important thing we read Hebrews 7 verse 3. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life. But he was a priest perpetually, forever. If Jesus has a priesthood according to the order of Melchizedek, then it's an, a priesthood forever and ever Hallelujah, hallelujah, how wonderful. Now Jesus, when he 
brought the sacrifice for the atonement for the whole world. We read there very clearly in verse 7, chapter 5 in Hebrews. In the days of his flesh, he offered up both prayers and supplication with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him from death. And he was heard. He was heard because of his piety. Jesus' prayer was heard and answered. What did he pray? Did Jesus escape death? A question. Did Jesus escape death? How can the apostles say, and he was heard? So it's very important. He died on, on the cross, that's for sure. But he did not die the death. Jesus felt very strongly around him. And we read it there in Matthew 26, verse 20, uh, 38. When he was in Garden Gethsemane, he said to them, to the disciples who were with him, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Jesus sends in his soul, death is going to come because his soul was so deeply, so deeply grieved that he, he could die perhaps and then in God Gethsemane, but he didn't want to die there. He had another death. He's going to die and wanted to die. It's a death on the cross. Hallelujah. And that's why he said, stay here and keep watch with me. And Jesus prayed, and that's what he prayed, in loud supplication, in loud prayer. And he prayed this. Then he said, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. What did Jesus pray? What did Jesus pray? Jesus' intense prayer in Gethsemane was not to die there and then. He didn't want to escape the death on the cross, but he died on the cross. He suffered for our sins. Hallelujah. Now, what does it mean to obey? Jesus said not, and that was the center of his prayer in Gethsemane. Not my will, but thy will be done. Hallelujah. When Jesus cried in Garden Gethsemane, that's where Satan wanted him to die. But God wanted him to die on the cross. That's why the cross is so important. As we heard this morning, 
when we had communion. His perfect obedience made him a source of eternal salvation. Hallelujah. It's not a salvation just for a few days where you feel happy. It's salvation eternally. There's only one high priest to the order of Melchizedek. The one without genealogy. The one without father and mother. The one only begotten son of God. The only high priest to the order of Melchizedek and his name is Jesus Jesus and Jesus again amen hallelujah isn't it wonderful such a high priest to have and he is available not only for Israel he is available for everyone hallelujah he is available for you and for me, Jesus is Lord. Let's pray, Heavenly Father. We thank you that you gave us Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son. And I thank you, Lord, that you saved him from the death in Gethsemane. He got through and his prayer was answered by you. And he was able to accomplish salvation on the cross. I thank you and I bless your name. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and my eyes that were blind were opened. Hallelujah. I thank you. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you at the cross, at the cross where I saw the light. Did you see the light at the cross too? Amen. If yes, lift your hand. Yes. Hallelujah. God bless you now.